the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. I'm Paul. I save 15% by switching to Geico. <laughs> and today it is episode 14 of Transformers Cybertron. It is race. This episode was written by Kazuhisha Sakaguchi and the last time on Transformers Cybertron, Optimus and the gang arrived on Velocitron, but the story didn't really progress. And in this episode, <laughs> we're just in the race again. Yep. Away we go. Override is in the lead. Hotshot man just to pass her and she hits the afterburners, I guess. And then it's her, Hotshot and Dirt Boss in the lead because it'd be ridiculous of Ransack, you know, a high-end sports bike were faster than the monster truck, and Kobe's cheering them on from the base. Yeah, Kobe's giving off big rad energy right now. <laughs> and now with the other kids, we're in the city, and Lori's flying in Jolton. She just loves the city. We knew that about her already, though. But uh, Bud is stuck in traffic, and he prefers his small town where there's no place to get an espresso. That's what he calls it. He's <laughs> from New Brunswick, I guess. And uh, there's no place to get an espresso for miles. The, but the thing with Lori is that she's not actually in the city. She's just looking down at it. So I don't yeah. know if she's getting a contact higher watch. She's not shopping. Do you know what that espresso bit reminded me of? I was taking the ferry once to Victoria, and I, I got up to go. I went to get a coffee, and when I got up on the menu, they had a Canadiano instead of an Americano. I usually order an Americano, and I'm like, oh, that's neat. What are we doing? What's the unique Canadian flavor? So yeah. I was like, I'll get a Canadiano. What is it? And he goes, it's just an Americano. And it was the most disappointing coffee I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Nothing against America. I was just ready for something unique. Anyway. Yeah, maple uh, syrup in it or something is what I'd be something, expecting. Something, yeah. something. Anyway, the, uh, Bud and Lori, what they're in the city for is they're picking up. I don't know what they're, but they've got the lead on some signal. These artifacts they're looking for have effectively become the keep the kids busy storyline. <laughs> Yeah, they got to find this thing, whatever it is. And back on Speed Planet, Hotshot's in third place now, and Optimus tells him don't give up. But behind him, Ransack and Crumple Zone get the idea to blast Optimus off the track because his fat ass is blocking the road. <laughs> but then Red Alert uses his cyber key power, gets the guns out, and tells him if they fire on Optimus, he and Landmine will fire on them. So then Crumple Zone and Ransack are like, oh, well, then why don't you go ahead of us? And like idiots, they take this. Like nobody in a race just lets you pass them without malicious intent. Anyway, yes. they get their asses shot. Um, but we go back to Bud and Lori who get to, I think it was a university. Well, that's what it looks like to me. It's like a university campus because you see, you know, young people standing around outside and everything. But uh, Jolt just standing there in robot mode. So good thing nobody's on this side of the wall in broad daylight. He shows Bud and Lori a hologram of whatever this thing is. It looks like a gear. And he says an object that looks like this is in that building. Yeah. But this is like the, the most direct search they've ever had or the easiest one. So we they're into the school. Oh, no. Uh, Bud has a whole line where he designates Jolt as like 00. They're going to be spies. Yes. And then we cut They're to them in the spy. school running from this security guard. And Lori's got some snide comment and comment. And Bud replies with like a really bad Connery impression. Yeah, trying to be, because uh, he calls her Mish Penny Money. Like penny Money. money penny. <laughs> Yeah, they hide, and then they're immediately run into the guard again. And back on Velocitron, Ransack transforms and lands on Crumple Zone to try it on him and fires some kind of a spring that would be like 17 times the size of him, like the length yeah. of this thing, that sticks to Optimus, and it pulls him forward and over Optimus, and he transforms and keeps driving now ahead of the Autobots. He also lays a smoke screen, and this little bit here, action piece, in a kind of dumb eh episode, this was... Silly fun. I got a kick out of it. It was. It reminded me of Go Go Gadget, the yeah. spring and flying. I, I swear there was a suction cup at one end of it, but uh, <laughs> I got a chuckle out of it. Uh, but then we go to 
to Thundercracker and Starscream, who, like, Thundercracker's watching this race on a portal or something, and Starscream couldn't give a rat's ass. Nope, but then Megatron appears in the portal. I guess he's just on the other channel. And <laughs> is this the first time these two have seen Megatron since they thought he was destroyed? Because yeah, they don't even comment yeah, on that. Yeah, it is. But Megatron's like, well, tell me what's happening on Speed Planet. And they're like, well, if you hadn't changed the channel on us, we could. But no, he's like, and, but then he's like, also, I want you to go to Speed Planet. Like, he, he doesn't even wait for them to report in right no and i i did okay i know i just badmouthed this episode a couple minutes ago but i do like this bit here where uh starscream starscream just shuts megatron down megatron and megatron is like whoa whoa, whoa what did you say to me you're not going to do what i told you starscream i think megatron turns the channel off i'm not sure who hangs up first but thundercracker is like dude what the fuck did you just do? Yeah, and I think Starscream tells him something like, don't worry about it, or I got a plan, or whatever he says. But uh, back on things Speed are Planet. Things over- Yes, I think that's what it was. Yeah, it's time for things to change at the top. But back on Speed Planet, Override is handling twists like a pretzel maker. That's what they say. And I wonder if the announcer's voice actor realized at the time that he was the first human being in the history of the universe to ever say that. And now here come <laughs> Rat Trap and Dinobot. I mean, Ransack <laughs> and Crumple Zone, because it's it's Crumple Zone riding on comically too small Ransack. It's great. And I don't know that we mentioned before when Ransack, uh, Ransack fired his Google Gadget Spring at uh, Optimus, he was riding on top of Crumple Zone. And this time Crumple yeah. Zone's like, hey, it's my turn now. <laughs> These two actually are the one real shining light in this episode. They've got some great lines. Um, but uh, we cut to a French civilian transformer who's stuck in traffic. He sees a police chase, and I had to write this line down. He says, What's with these humans anyways? They are uh, one bunch of disorderly cats, huh? <laughs> yes, because he, he doesn't understand. <laughs> like he's from a fucking 60s mod album. <laughs> Like, he doesn't understand that emergency vehicles can run red lights because everybody else has stopped. And he goes from downtown to the middle of the desert in two blocks. It's one of those cities, like (laughs) desert, 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 skyscraper. But uh, then Starscream and Thundercracker fly over and transform, land in front of him. But then he transforms and his name is... It's right, it's a brand new toy, it's a brand new transformer, it's Mudflap! Mudflap? You called the crane Mudflap? It looks like Grapple. Call it Grapple. Oh, Jesus. Are we doing this again? What is your problem? You called me a jackass. I call a lot of people a lot of things. Do you know what I call my own kids? No. I don't. So it's Mudflap, I guess. He he transforms. Uh, Thundercracker had a line here I liked where he says he's as neighborly as a hungry Tigertron. So I guess Tigertron exists in this universe. Yeah, Beast Wars reference there, yeah. And then we go to, back to the race. Oh, there was a fun line. The announcer refers to Crumple Zone and uh, Ransack, who are catching up on Hot Shot and Dirt Dog. Uh, he refers to them as the clown cars. Yes, uh, before that, uh, he at least once called them the gruesome twosome. So I wonder if that's like a wacky races reference right there. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, when we come back, override There's is still... There's a reference that like 10% of our audience got. <laughs> But Override's still in the lead, and Ransack and Crumple Zone pull up next to Hotshot and then ram him into Dirt Boss, which sends them both into spins they can't pull out of. Yeah, why not? Uh, Hotshot recovers from his spin first, and he gives chase, and then right away, Red Alert and Landmine are just, oh, they're right there, like the backhoe, yes. or bulldozer, whatever he is, caught up to him. Like that. And back with the others, back on Earth, I guess, Mudflap uses his cyber key power, which makes his crane arm on his regular arm even longer. Like, it, 
It's three times as long as he is tall. It's absolutely ridiculous. And Starscream is not impressed, which is important because in about 30 seconds, he's very impressed. Um, <laughs> because, so because uh, Thundercracker and uh, uh, Mudflap, they fight for a bit and Mudflap gets his ass knocked down. Starscream has to intervene and stop the fight and then says to Mudflap, Hey, I'm really impressed by you. Do you want to join the Decepticons? Well, yeah, because Mudflap even does like, I heard that, you know, Decepticons are evil, but ah, that's just a big misunderstanding. We get that a lot. We just want the same thing you do. It's just we're coming at it more directly than the Autobots. And it makes sense. Okay, I know I keep saying I didn't like this episode, and I didn't, but it did have a lot of things I liked in it. And this is one of them where Starscream gives a legitimately solid argument of, do you want to waste a whole bunch of time trying to save Cybertron while you're also busy protecting and these humans and hiding from them? Or do you want to just say, fuck those humans, let's look after ourselves? And Mudflap realizes, yeah, I just want to look after my own species. He has a point. So yeah, he's on board and then his symbol just morphs from an Autobot one to a Decepticon one and Thundercracker offers to give him a, I think he says a nickel tour of the place and fire planet or whatever it is and they fly off through a portal and Starscream thinks this is the start of the fall of Megatron. Commercial break. And now back with the kids, the security guard is still chasing them and they hide behind a door he just runs past and it's a room even messier than Bud's, he says. <laughs> yeah, Bud has some moment where he's, he you know, watched a bunch of TVs like, I would profile the uh, person who made this mess. It's like a uh, gentleman in his 40s who's overweight and da da da. And they hear somebody coming and they, they run into the closet and it's like the opposite. It's yeah. a young svelte woman in her like 20s. Yep, and she's in a lab coat and she brings in a pitcher of orange juice and sets it down next to the full glass of orange juice, which she immediately knocks on the floor <laughs> and she goes to the closet to get paper towels, like she says, and she opens it and there are Bud and Lori and she doesn't really seem to care that there's two kids hiding in her supply closet. In fact, she just gives them some orange juice because they're drinking orange juice and uh, Bud, she's like, what were you kids doing there? And Bud's like, he spills the beans almost right away. Yeah. Just dumb. And Lori has to be like, oh no, he's just talking about like a science project for school. Yeah, that's the ticket. And the lady <laughs> thinks, oh, then you must be here to see my collection because uh, she's Professor Lucy Suzuki and I guess she's an archaeologist or something. And uh, lo and behold, one of the things in her collection is the gear that Jolt showed them earlier, which uh, she says has been dated to 20,000 years ago, and she also believes it's alien in origin. And again, Bud's like, do you think it's part of the aliens? And Lori's something like, uh, and by that, he absolutely doesn't mean that it would be an actual part of the aliens, like the robots. That would just be silly. I gotta go back to something that I didn't realize until you said her name, when you said Lucy Suzuki. When I wrote it down, it didn't occur to me that that rhymes. <laughs> but now with Lucy Suzuki and Be Vector Prime, the, the controller of Space, space and time. time. If there's one more, then the block of wood is fucking with us. <laughs> We're gonna put the axe back next to it. Yeah. Anyway, um, so the yeah, the kids leave, and then uh Lucy Suzuki, Professor Lucy Suzuki, uh, what a fun name to say. Um, <laughs> she gets a phone call from the front desk and they're like, Oh, a secret agent man is here to see you. Yeah, back with the kids, they're driving back to the base, I guess. Even though the gear thing they were after is still in Professor Suzuki's office? I have questions. So, like, what the hell was the point of this mission? Because they're driving away and Bud's like, well, that was a success, and Laurie insists it wasn't, and then Jolt says, I don't know what he says. He's like, oh, hey, it was, because now we know where it is, and now we're gonna go to South America to look at a clay dinosaur doll or something. Yeah, that's what I have down as a clay doll of a dinosaur. It sounds like what he says, but... 
Uh, I guess so. What did they learn from this mission? What was the point of it? I really do think that the Autobots, you know, like they looked at these three kids and they were like, okay, Kobe can fix us up. But these other two, one of them is <laughs> just a dumb eight-year-old and the other one complains all day about not being in the city. Let's Wait, just stick give them in a couple of minicons and tell them to go on a treasure hunt around the world. And back in the race on Velocitron, Override is way ahead of the pack now. And Optimus suspects that Crumple's own and Ransack are going to try something soon, and sure enough, Ransack transforms and jumps on Crumple Zone's back. I guess it's the third, his turn again. And then cuts the overpass in half behind them after they're over it. Oh, yeah, it's and it's a clean cut. But So everybody else stops. Actually, no, they don't stop. Uh, Dirt Dog goes off-road, which I like. He goes into, you know, um, monster truck mode. I can imagine Dirt Dog was kind of a fun toy where it's like he's got a robot mode and then he's got racer mode, but you can jack those wheels up and, like, drive them over, you know, blocks and toys and other stuff like i bet he'd be really good at driving over hot wheels anyway um what optimus and hotshot do is kind of cooler yeah because optimus tells everybody to stop they all do except for hotshot and but uh optimus keeps going and watching this from the autobot base are scattershot and kobe and uh, one of them's like oh i wish i could hear what they're saying and they hope optimus has a plan and back with optimus he has a plan all right and the plan is optimus drives off the end of the road where this bridge used to be and then hotshot does the same lands on optimus's back and uses optimus's guns which he has up on kind of an angle as a ramp to zoom off of that and lands back on the other side where the bridge used to be this was a great optimus moment for so many reasons. One was that, like you said, Optimus had a plan. They There was a moment where they come back and Optimus is like, so you're ready. You, they acknowledge, yes, we talked about this. There, there was a plan. Optimus had an idea. And it's a really cool moment. And Optimus sacrifices himself. I mean, not physically, but he's not going to win the race. He's out of the race now. In order for another Autobot to shine... Boom! Go Optimus. Yeah, but, well, even when he's he's fallen, but he converts to flight mode, I guess, and then just stops his fall there, and then turns into robot, and then just kind of looks up at Hotshot going. Yeah. yeah, it was really good. So we then go to Dirt Dog. Actually, no, we go to Crumple Zone and Ransack, who are driving along the road. They're like, ah, with open road ahead. We, nobody in front of us. We're <laughs> doing good. And then Dirt Dog just comes flying from off-road and lands on them and, like, Looney Tune styles, flattens them. Literally flattens them. And then they get run over by Hotshot and the rest of the Autobots are trying to go, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, like, at one point, Ransack's like, oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, when everybody's gone, one of them, they, they you know, say the opposite. He's like, nobody behind us, open road ahead. <laughs> and now at the finish line, Override wins without another car in sight behind her. And this is where we find out that this is a qualifying race, and Hotshot needs to finish in the top three to move on. And with Hotshot, he uses his cyber key and does the trail of fire bit again and passes Dirt Boss to finish in second place. And then Dirt Dog comes in third, which logically means in the next episode, Paul, that Red Alert and uh, Breakdown and mm -hmm. Ransack Optimus. and all, Optimus, all of them will be excluded from yep. the next race. It will because be just three of them. This makes sense. Absolutely. <laughs> It's the Barstow Grand Prix from GoBots all over again, and in case you weren't with us back then for Speed is of the Essence, dear listener, let me briefly explain the rules of the Barstow Grand Prix. There are none. You want to shoot the other competitors? Go ahead. Want to take detours and skip large sections of track? 
Fine. You want to destroy bridges behind you? Feel free. The audience loves that shit. Which brings up a good point. At no point is anyone disqualified from this qualifying race for their antics. Is this kind of thing normal for races on Velocitron? If so, that's fine. Red Alert did say to Hotshot, however many episodes it was when they first got here, they were unfamiliar with the planet's customs. But if this kind of stuff is normal, why did Starscream think he couldn't join the race because he can't transform into a car? Doesn't seem like that'd be a problem, man. Who said you had to race? Just fly over the track and shoot at the others. Here's an idea. Shoot an override. She's the one you idiots need to beat, not Hotshot, at least not yet. Make it so she can't advance to the next round and that race will be a whole lot easier. She's all by herself at the front of the pack, just flying behind her and start with the shooting. You can be just like the blue shell from Mario Kart and even play that game. Only someone who has no chance of winning can get it and all it does is fuck up the race for the player in first. Oh my god, that thing was infuriating. By far the most OP thing in that game. It doesn't even make it worth it to try and get first until you're on the last lap because you're... Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Pickers Podcast Show. This episode was race. Paul, what would you race to defend? Uh, well, there's a bit of stuff I did like about it. Like, I like how Bud starts playing James Bond while they're sneaking around. Like, they're actually playing this, I don't know, eight or nine-year-old kid as just a regular kid with, like, a vivid imagination. Everything's a game to him. I kind of yeah. like that about it. Like, Bud is kind of starting to grow on me. But... I thought the episode was kind of dumb. <laughs> this episode made... I don't know how to feel about this episode. It wasn't a great episode, but there were a lot of things in it I really liked. The kids being kids was good, except it didn't... There was no point to it. Like, yeah. what was the point of that mission? Uh, Unless start, the whole thing was to establish this Dr. Lucy Suzuki as a character. Maybe they're going to use her again. Maybe she'll be important, but... They, they could have done that just as easily without the kids being involved, right? It could just cut to her, and she's working on the thing that... Jolt had showed them earlier, and it just left it at that. But now they know where it is. I, either way, it just, the, eh, it was, eh, it, it was what it was. But And, like, Starscream's plotting was, I, I like that Starscream's plotting, and he's he's got machinations, but the in, meeting with Mudflap was, eh. And, and I like, okay, I did like Optimus's jumping plan. That was legitimately just a great bit. Yeah. And Crumple Zone and Ransack gave me quite a few chuckles and yucks, <laughs> but on the whole... So, so they keep getting run over. Oh, come on! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Ridney each other like you said dinobot yeah. rat trap on the whole the episode was just eh but there was oddly a lot of moments and things i liked in the episode i don't know i don't know how to feel about this one not bad but not great kind of right in the middle i guess yeah yeah right in the middle i, I think that's well put uh the next episode poe and i are going to review is detour if you want to take a break you can find a whole bunch of episodes of the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers nitpickers.podbean.com yeah make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app whatever it is you'll listen to us with and tell all your friends tell everybody you know you can tell them that they can email the transformers nitpickers podcast show at transformers nitpickers at gmail.com and until the next episode keep on train Transformance. See you later. Tell me what's happening on Speed Planet. Also, I want you to go to Speed Planet.